You're listening to the Becoming More Me podcast with me, Teresa Lear Levine. You're already enough, but if you're anything like me, you thrive when you're stretching and developing yourself, creating more of the person you feel called to be. This podcast is here to inspire and support you. Let's release the negative, reinforce the positive, and elevate our vibe together as we tap into our limitless potential to transform and grow. Hello, 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 and welcome to September. It's here, guys. It Man, this summer went quick. I guess it's still summer. It's still summer until the 21st of September, but when you go back to school, it kind of feels like summer's over. And that's what happened in our house last week. The kids all went back to school. It was one of those weird weeks where there was actually only one day that all four of my kids were in school. There was staggered kindergarten starting and some schools started earlier than others and so on. But in the end, we all got back to school and I took the week. I think I mentioned it on the last podcast because I had postponed the 2022 Align Success Workshop, I took the week to focus on all of the uh, parenting Olympics of back to school, you know, the syllabuses to sign and the rules and guidelines to review and all the supplies and last minute things that the kids need. There was a lot of headphone ordering and returning and ordering again in our house. We have uh, sensitive ears and picky people as far as their headphones and how they fit. But we finally found ones that were good. And, you know, it's funny. You know, I I love back to school shopping. I always have to get myself a new notebook or some new pens or something, even though I am not going back to school. But we all know I am a lifelong learner. So even if I am not heading back to school formally, like my kids are, I'm always taking part in some kind of a program or course or something to enrich myself as a coach, as an EFT practitioner, as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, all of those things that we are always becoming better versions of, always deepening our understanding around. I geek out on understanding things more and also sometimes revisiting things and allowing them to click in a new way. So I will honor myself and buy myself a new notebook or a new pen, which is what I did last week when I took the kids to Staples to do some back to school shopping. And, you know, they even indulged in some, some notebooks that were more for their own creative use than for school. And I totally honor that as well. We all need little things like that that make us feel good. So it's September. Things are changing. We all know that change is the only constant and Still, it can feel hard and we can resist it, even if we're not conscious of all the resistance that we're putting into it. And I felt really good about the way that I looked at the school year this year and planned and prepared myself. Sometimes I just kind of throw myself into it. You know, it'll be the weekend before school starts and all of a sudden I'm looking at the bus schedules and trying to figure out how I need to adapt and trying to figure out lunches and I was a lot more, it's a lot more planned out. Not that it was like all together and it wasn't somewhat of a hot mess still, but I felt a lot better about it. And I think that planning can be a really nice way to calm your nervous system around change, whether it's back to school or something else. I'm just using that as an example, because I think a lot of us busy mamas who happen to listen to this podcast are going through that. So it's an easy example to use, but 
It's important to consider our nervous system when we have big change happening in our lives, because sure, we can push through it. We can struggle. We can strive. We can hustle. We can grind. But who wants to do that anymore? I spent more time than I'd like to admit in that frame of mind about getting things done. Ugh. It feels heavy just thinking about it. And between the ADHD and even if I didn't have that, having a family of six, being a mom of four, running multiple businesses while also, you know, under the same roof as my family and kids and other responsibilities pretty much 24-7, I have come to appreciate and value planning so much more than I ever expected to. I used to fight it and just be like, oh, you know, and I, I see this so often in different children of mine. I won't name any names, but that want to, you know, oh, but I just want to live in the moment. And that's, you know, I just want to live my life. I don't want to spend all this time planning and da, 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 da. And yeah, the present moment is the only place we have any power. You've heard me say that time and time again, and it is 100% true, but our power becomes diluted in the present moment when we're worrying about the future. And even if you want to act like planning doesn't matter, there's that weird little feeling in your stomach that happens in your gut with your intuition when you know you're not ready for what's next. And when that's happening, it's really hard to be present in the present moment without getting agitated really easily or being pulled away from it mentally nervous system wise over and over again, because you have this weird gut feeling that you need to be somewhere else or that something else requires your attention and hasn't gotten it yet. So sure, planning does take you out of the present moment, but it's also part of what gets you excited and keeps you anticipating what's to come. When I have a day planned, even if that day has things in it that I'm not excited about, by planning, I get to determine the parts of the day where I can meditate or kick back and relax or do something that I enjoy. I get to make sure that there is time built into that day for me so that I can be present, so that I can enjoy this one miraculous, precious, amazing life that I am living right now. So I've come to have a major appreciation for it. And planning isn't something that takes me, a, let me say this again in a different way. Planning takes time. It. I'd love to say, oh, you know, five minutes a day, I'm like all ready for the next day or whatever. It takes me hours every week to plan for the coming week. And I'm sure there's probably a more efficient way it can be done, but I have a lot of things that I'm trying to figure out. I have to look at all my kids' schedules and what they individually need. I need to look at, you know, what needs to happen within, you know, my marriage and with my husband and I. I need to look at my different businesses and what needs to happen. I need to assess goals and where I am on the trajectory of achieving them. I need to look at appointments, both ones that I have, ones that I need to make, things that need to get rescheduled, all sorts of things. So I do take several hours one day a week to plan out my following week. And I used to do it further out and it took more time. And also I noticed that so many things would change on a week to week basis that it wasn't worth it. So, and I think I've mentioned this before, I use a digital calendar 
I love my digital calendar. I'm an Apple girl. I use my Apple calendar. I also love, I have Fantastical, which brings all my calendars together because, you know, there's different calendars I have that people book appointments on and it's just uh, between the family, like all the shared calendars I was looking at the other day and my son had shared another new calendar with me. And I'm like, I've already used all the colors of the rainbow like three times with all the different calendars that I have for <laughs> the kids and the different events and my business and the things that I share and the things that I don't share and <laughs> the things that are kind of penciled in and the things that are actually happening. Oh, there's so many things. My calendar is looks like mayhem when you look at it, but there's a place for everything. And I understand what's going on on any given day because of that. So I like my digital calendar and I like that I can like look at different layers. I can just look at like my son's calendar or a different son's calendar or the stuff that my husband and I are doing or my business calendar. I can, that helps me to focus sometimes, but it is through writing down what I am doing during the week that I actually remember it and that it actually takes form. I don't really know how to explain that, but when I put an appointment on my calendar, and then I know, okay, it takes me 20 minutes to get there and 20 minutes to get back. And so I'll, I'll write it on my calendar, the time that I think the appointment's going to take, you know, like with doctor's appointments, <laughs> it could be a half an hour appointment. It could be an hour and a half appointment. We just don't know a lot of times these days. So I will block out the, the maximum amount of time I think the appointment's going to take. And then I also put in that drive time on either side. And that helps me figure out, oh, okay, so if I actually should leave at this time and drive, then before that, I probably need to get myself ready or pack myself a snack, get myself a drink for the car, take care of the dogs, play with them, make sure they're fed or whatever needs to be done. I can reverse engineer my day much better. And all those little things that used to get in the way, I mean, I would be so frazzled that I would forget that dogs actually need to go out and go to the bathroom before I leave the house. This is when we only had one dog, when before I had kind of figured out these methods and how my brain works and everything else. And then I'd be upset with them for needing to use the darn bathroom because I was running too late and hadn't planned my day well enough. And then you're miserable. You don't want to be miserable. Take some time to plan. I am very proud to say that I'm on time more than ever these days, even early sometimes. It's crazy. I used to always be like the constant late. And I don't know. I don't know why, but I think a lot of it was lack of planning and also lack of appreciating and valuing other people's time as much as I should have and do now, um, you know, as, as equally important and valuable as mine. And I was always trying to figure out, oh, what more can I cram in before I get out the door? Because I had this mindset of not enough time, we'll never get it done, never going to accomplish what's on my to-do list, scarcity. So that really fed in to the anxiety that I used to experience because everything came from that mindset of, well, I'm not going to get it done and I'm not, how am I going to do it? And I just need to do something more now and I just need to keep going and there's no time for rest and, oh, it's a horrible way to live. And I know, I know somebody who's listening to this is living that way and there's hope. So please just allow yourself time. And I've, I've talked about this on multiple shows already. I know to slow down so that you can have the traction to be able to go at the pace you want to. But when we are going at the pace of our ego, instead of the pace of our heart, 
nothing aligns, nothing feels good. And even when we do accomplish things, it doesn't feel right. And it's not something that we really want to create more of. So we don't. It feeds into our goal trauma. It feeds into other kinds of trauma and it conditions our brain and our mind body to not want to do those things again. Even when those things are aligned with goals that are near and dear to our heart, that we do truly want to accomplish them when we go about it in that way. And from that mindset, instead of from a heart set, everything ends up backfiring. So as these seasons change, allow yourself some some new ideas to come in. Maybe some new processes, some new ways of doing things. Experiment, see what works, see what you like, and keep the things that feel good and that you like, and feel okay releasing those things that don't serve you. Just because a journaling method works for somebody else doesn't mean it needs to work for you. Just because a certain planner works for somebody else doesn't mean it needs to work for you. Gosh, I I invented my own planner sheets on Canva and I'd love to know, you know, shoot me a message or leave me a review or something. If that's something that you would enjoy, because I have these templates and they're modifiable, which is what I like, but also I couldn't find calendars and planners that started as early in the day as I do. I begin time blocking and writing down things in my schedule starting at 4.30 in the morning because that's when I get up and that's when I start getting intentional about my day. Those pre-dawn hours are some of the most important hours in my day and nobody's planner allowed for them. A lot of planners don't start until sometime between 6 and 8 a.m., I've already been up for multiple hours and gotten so much done at that point. And it hasn't been accounted for in commercial planners. So I created my own where, you know, I can start putting things in at 4.30 in the morning if I want to, and I can put things in as late as 10 o'clock at night. And I rarely do. It's that end of the calendar that I don't need as much because especially with my kids' new school schedule, which has my little ones getting up in the 6 a.m. hour to catch a bus right around 7. That's a big change for us guys. And it's going so much better than I thought it might. I really tried to put very little expectation or spin on it because I know that it's just going to be what it's going to be. And I want it to be positive because it's what's happening. So I've been really pleasantly surprised how well it's been going so far. And I also love that if for some reason we miss the bus, then my high schooler can drive my kids in. So we have a built-in backup that doesn't require me to leave the house. And that's awesome because you also know about the nightmares we went through with the buses last year. So now to have like a plan that seems to be working already and a backup plan that can support it before I have to kick into action. How lovely is that? So I'm very grateful for that. And I, uh, there's just different options. Every year has different options and different possibilities. And we have to open ourselves up to that. But with them going to bed or trying to get them to bed in the eight o'clock hour now, which 
you know, we have kids that range in age from five to 17. And I've never felt like it made sense to have four different bedtimes. But if it was just, if they were each an only child, they would definitely have a different bedtime. My two older kids take care of going to bed on their own at this point, 12 years and 17 years old. They can kind of figure out when they need to go to bed and we can gauge whether or not they're managing that well by whether they're waking up in the morning, how tired they are, their demeanor, things like that. So if for some reason that was to go askew, then we would rein it back in or make some suggestions of how they could, um, you know, adjust their bedtime, but that hasn't been a problem. They've been very responsible and awesome about taking care of themselves. And that's what it's all about. You know, we don't raise kids to tell them what to do and how to do it. Uh, We raise them to be independent thinkers and to take care of themselves and be responsible and make good choices. And they have to have some freedom in order to do that. So the older two are able to do that. And then my younger two, they share a bedroom and they don't mind going to bed at the same time. And they also love being in our bed before they go into bed. We love to like watch Bluey or some science shows or learn something. If we have a vacation coming up, sometimes we'll watch YouTube videos on the destination that we're going to. Or if we're dreaming about a vacation that we haven't planned yet, sometimes we like to do the same thing and just kind of do some research or whatever. And so we'll do that normally for a half an hour to an hour before they actually go into their bedrooms. But that means now that we need to be up in our bedroom winding down in the seven o'clock hour if we want to actually get them into bed and asleep in the eight o'clock hour. And that feels really early. And I personally like to stop eating three hours optimally before I lay down for the night. And so that's, you know, making dinner earlier. We're just, we're shifting a lot of things, but it's all good. And it's actually doing great things for my metabolism. It's doing great things for my, you know, my fasting window from evening to morning. And it's also doing great things for my sleep. It's been a goal of mine to try to get eight hours of sleep. And it's been a, that's a goal that's felt really impossible for me for a while because I do so well on less sleep. And I think that's just part of my uh, genetics, my ADHD brain, whatever we want to call it. But I, I can really thrive right in that like five and a half, to six and a half hour of sleep mark, but my body doesn't love it. And I understand that not enough rest to, to repair and replace and rejuvenate and everything else. So in an effort to be more conscious of my health and with the goals that I have there, I've really been trying to get greater amounts of sleep. And I really, I haven't had less than a seven hour night sleep recently. And you know, it's not solid as a mom of four, I wake up once, if not more a night to go to the bathroom, but great. <laughs> so that's just how it is. I wake up, I go right back to sleep. And I love when I wake up and it's a few hours before I actually need to wake up, I put on some great hypnosis or some non-sleep deep rest kind of things that I can find on YouTube or Apple music or something like that. And it is such a luxury. It feels luxurious. It feels so restful. I get great sleep while I'm listening to them and I wake up even more rejuvenated. So I'm grateful for those 
3 a.m. ish trips to the bathroom that allow me to put on something that nourishes me in other ways to listen to. I've got my great like sleep headband of earphones so that I can do like binaural beats or things that really do require the sound to be delivered into the right and the left ear separately. And I just cozy up and I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And then I'm so happy to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and do my thing when I have gotten all of that sleep and had time for myself to meditate and everything else before I even get out of bed. It's beautiful. And so, yeah, I've been adjusting to the new sleep routine rather nicely and embracing that extra sleep. And I will say too, I've been making a lot of dietary changes and things to accommodate my new health goals. And between the sleep, the dietary changes, and just the the mindset work, the hypnosis, the tapping, everything else that I do on a daily basis, I haven't felt compelled to lay down in the early afternoon as much as I used to. Now, I love, and I'm a huge proponent of afternoon rest, um, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I don't do more than that. But I'll, I'll lay down oftentimes for anywhere, but you know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Those are kind of the times I typically do. And I will, again, at that time, listen to something that is like hypnosis or meditation or non-sleep, deep rest, NSDR, and it rejuvenates me. But before I made these changes, it was pretty much do it, or you're just going to find yourself asleep somewhere. (laughs) Now it's a choice. And many days, my energy is so amazing that I'm like, whatever, I'll just sleep tonight and do it then. And I don't feel like I'm missing out. And I don't feel like I am not getting the rejuvenation and self-care that I need. And it's amazing. So it's all good. And these are just ways that I'm finding to positively look at all the change that's happening this fall here. And I'm sure that you have a lot of change going on too. And if it's change like mine, where the kids have certain schedules and it is what it is, and you might as well enjoy it, make the most of it and get used to it. Find ways to make it positive for you as well. Find ways to enjoy their sleep schedule and do it along with them. Find ways to squeeze that time for you in there and not have it feel rushed because you take the time to plan. And find ways to support yourself with healthy food and beverages and exercise and self-care and time, not to mention play and rest. We're meant to have fun, guys. And we can put up so much resistance to playing and allowing pleasure and fun into our lives as if somehow it diminishes our IQ or productivity but nothing can be further from the truth. And I know I lived in Siriusville for a very long time too, where it was like, oh, I must be serious all the time because I have these goals and I need to get them done and can't do that while I'm having fun. So I just won't have any fun. Also super heavy. Have fun. The goals happen easier. The universe co-collaborates with you better and you call in more of what you want. You don't want Siriusville You don't want to be gruff and no fun and void of pleasure. You want to have fun. You want to play. Be silly. It does not mean you're stupid. It does not mean you don't care about your goals. It does not mean you're not productive. And 
I think you will find that as you lean into it more, you become someone who accomplishes your goals with greater ease and fun and enjoyment and more positivity comes into your life. You get more of the fun and the pleasure because you're allowing it into your life instead of getting more of the resistance and the seriousness and all the things that you're telling yourself you don't want and yet you're perpetuating. Think about that one. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love to hear about the changes that you have going on in your life right now and how you're handling them. Or if you need some suggestions of things that you can do, tapping rounds or some NSDR that would be helpful for you, reach out. I'm always happy to give you my best suggestions, tell you what I'm enjoying, maybe a book to read or something like that. And of course, if you're listening to this before September 19th, I really hope you're going to join me for the 2022 Align Success Workshop. It is a live workshop. You get to interact with me. You get to be coached by me. You get to learn all sorts of amazing things that relate to your energy body and psychology and actually getting mindset to work for you instead of knowing better and not being able to do better so that you can really align your values and outcomes with your life. Whether that means greater success in your business, greater success with your family or your marriage, or just a greater feeling of things working for you and the universe working with you and co-collaborating on all of the things that you want to bring to fruition in your life, we are going to work on it all at this workshop. And because it is live and because it is interactive, you betcha it's going to be personalized to those people who attend like you. So sign up, go to TeresaLearLevine.org and sign up to join me. It's free. It's amazing. And you are not going to be the same person when it's done that you were when it started. Let's do this. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend or post on social media and tag me so I can personally connect and thank you. Until next time, keep taking bold and brave action steps towards becoming more of who you want to be in this world. You are capable, you are worthy, and you are enough. Keep shining your light.